Well, it's, it's, oh, that's loud. <laughs> it is so good to be back uh, after, uh, I was gone for six weeks. Uh, and uh, I was down in Australia and actually did see some koalas. <laughs> and uh, and uh, other, other life forms that they have down there. This is, uh, oh, yeah. Um, the writer of Proverbs says um, in, in one passage that it's just so wonderful for brothers and sisters to worship together. Uh, and, uh, oh, amen, yeah. I was with you all in, uh, on Easter, uh, and I was on Zoom, and it's just not the same, you know? I mean, I, I'm glad I could do Zoom, um, but it's just so much better uh, being in person so, and uh, being able to worship with you. Um, when I agreed to preach uh, this Sunday, um, I took a look at, at, at the passage and thought, oh, yeah, I know this one. And I had in my head what I was going to talk about. And, and the more I, 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 I delved into it, the more I, I, I was um, sort of directed to do something else. Uh, so um, I had a plan A, and, and plan A just, just didn't feel right. Um, and so I, I went to plan B. I have a a new resource uh, that I'm able to use uh, courtesy of Nate, uh, and, and it is called The Bible Project. How many of you have, have gone to The Bible Project and watched their videos? Isn't that fantastic? I mean, these are, these are absolutely wonderful. And, and I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, why didn't I have these when I was in seminary? Because they're so, I mean, it was such a great resource. And, 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 and so much of what I'm talking about today uh, comes from the, uh, the perceptions that they shared <clears throat> about um, who God is and how God works in the world and how we are, are part of that. Uh, so the uh, uh, title that I have is uh, Plan B When Plan A Doesn't Work. Yeah. How many of you have ever gotten annoyed? Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine all of us have gotten annoyed at some, at some point. And what struck me in this passage uh, was, was the section where, where it talks about Paul healing this woman from a spirit of divination because he was annoyed. <laughs> it's the only place in Scripture uh, where... Being annoyed uh, is the reason for healing. Every, everything else is, you know, love and compassion and all those positive things. Uh, and this, this is, um, man, am I irritated. You know? <laughs> it just, it struck me like, why? Um, so how, how would this come about? And why, why is that in, in Scripture? Uh, because it, it, if, if I were in charge of writing and editing I would take a look at this and say, we don't want to say this to people. We don't want people to know that Christians get annoyed. <laughs> but it's there. And, and, and so you've got to deal with it. Yeah, so so I, I went to the Bible Project and I listened to, to everything. And I've, I found this really great resource <clears throat> that talks about Paul and, and his life. And, uh, and where we're at today is Acts 16. Uh, 16 through 18, which is the second missionary journey, which comes after the council in Jerusalem, which comes after the first missionary uh, journey that he had. And I think those are, those are important contexts to have in place when you think about uh, why Paul was annoyed. Because you get annoyed when things don't go your way, correct? 
You know, you have this plan in place. You know what you're going to do. And then, then it, it doesn't work. <laughs> and you, oh, you get frustrated and you say, why isn't it working? Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so when you take a look at, at the first missionary journey, it, um, it, it didn't turn out well. <laughs> so at one point, Paul was beaten uh, and, uh, and actually dragged out uh, of, of, the, of the city and left for dead. Uh, well, he didn't die, and the scripture doesn't say he was healed. So he, he wasn't beaten to death. He was beaten unconscious. Yeah. And there were lots of other things that, that went on, and, and people, uh, you know, some of the people uh, just said, you know, why is this man coming to our city and disrupting things? And, and, and you know, what's going on here? And these Christians, and, and there was just, yeah. Um, so there's also some really positive things that happened. But there was enough going on that... Uh, Changes need to be made for the next journey, which takes us then to Acts 15, which is in the council in Jerusalem. And, uh, and here, man, is there ever a lot of conflict. You have one group of, uh, of Messianic Jews, uh, Jews who, who accepted Jesus and also said, listen, if, if people are going to become Christians and honor God just like we did. They got to honor God just like we did. That means they got to follow the law, everything. They got to be circumcised. They have to follow all of the laws uh, that, that are in, 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 uh, in our Torah. They just, they just have to do that. And, and other people uh, were saying, no, this is grace. We don't need those anymore. Because, see, this is Jesus coming down and offering us salvation. And Peter had this wonderful vision where, where he's, he's, he's on, the, on the top of a building in Cornelius' house. And, and he has this dream and, and animals come down and, and it's okay to eat clean and unclean. It doesn't matter. And see, it doesn't matter what goes into your body. That doesn't make you unclean. What makes you unclean it comes out of your body. That's what Jesus said. And so you had another group of people who were saying, no, 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 we don't need all that. And, and then you had the church leaders who were trying to keep things together. <laughs> and one of the things that leaders try and do is they try and keep the peace. Now, for those of you that are in, in leadership positions, is that correct? You try and keep the peace between, uh, between people in your organization. Uh, and as a consultant, you, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's stuff going on here. And so compromise comes about. Uh, and uh, and in compromise, uh, see, in compromise is, isn't the same as, as win-win. You know, where everybody gets what they want, uh, and uh, and so there's compromise here. And and Paul, I'm sure, is just chafing at this uh, because the compromise that comes out is in Acts 15:22 through 29. And, and here, there's a letter that is being uh, put together. And the first line of the letter says, people went out from us before, and it didn't go well. And we're sorry for that. Now, it doesn't say it exactly like that, but that's the intent there. Which is like a slap in the face to Paul, you know, uh, because, it, yeah. Uh, so we're going to make some changes here. Uh, and we're going to send some people with Paul uh, and, uh, and, and Paul is certainly an, an, uh, an honorable servant. And yes, uh, he, he almost gave his life for the cause. And that's wonderful. We're going to make some changes here. And then they say, here are four things that you have to do if you're going to be a Christian. 
You have to not eat uh, things sacrificed to idols. You have to abstain from, from doing blood. Uh, you have to uh, make sure that, uh, I forgot the, the fourth one, I was, <laughs> oh, the third one, but the fourth one is sexual immorality. Uh, and, and, and Paul, at this point, I'm sure, is just pulling his hair out because he's going to write letters later on uh, saying, listen, uh, you don't have to do all these unless you're called to. So I will be all things to all people. And if I'm with people where this is, is a barrier, then, then I will abstain. But I'm not going to abstain because it's a rule, because it's not. Now, he writes, he writes those letters about 15 years later. Uh, and the book of Romans is written about 20 years later. But those things are percolating inside of Paul. As, as he's getting ready for the second journey that, uh, that he's going to go out to. And I am sure that he, he in prayer, said, all right, uh, I am part of this body, and I will submit myself to the leadership of this body, and I will do all I can to carry, carry out their wishes. And what he has to do then is to confirm his feelings and control his actions. Now, that, that's, that's part of the teaching that I do with, with people, you know, with, with anger management. You know, you're going to get annoyed sometimes. Uh, and so you're going to have those feelings within you, and that's all right. Uh, what you have to do is control your actions. And I'm fairly certain that Paul was doing his very best to, to do that. I'm pretty certain that Paul sat down and sort of wrote out, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. This is plan A, step one, step two, step three. And then he gets everything together, and what do you know? There's conflict between him and Barnabas. So, so serious that Paul says, you can't come with me. We're going to go our separate ways. Uh, and so they split off. And that brings us then to Acts 16. And in Acts 16, uh, Paul is, is journeying, and he's, he's saying, I'm going to keep a low profile. I'm going to make sure that things are cool. I'm not going to get into trouble. There won't be any letters sent back to Jerusalem saying, let me tell you about Paul. He's doing his very best to do that. And uh, he's thinking to himself, what I'm going to do is um, make sure that I am renewing my mind. I'm not going to go by the way of the world. I'm going to go by the way of the Lord. Now, he hasn't written this yet. It'll be 20 years before he writes this, but I think it's inside of him. And then he's also going to say, I'm not going to overcome evil with evil, but rather I'm going to overcome evil with good. I'll do my very best to have these as my bookmarks. And, and that, that's how Romans 12 is developed. You have the, the beginning of Romans 12 and the end of Romans 12. And in the middle of that, um, you have a passage that says, think of others as being more important than yourself. Don't put yourself higher than other people. And I think Paul was doing his very best to get that done. And every day, he's going out in, into the city, he's going to the synagogue, he's going to the marketplace, he's preaching, he's interacting. And then one day, as he's doing this, he's, uh, he's out and there's a woman who is, uh, is walking by. Men over here, they are 
and he ignores her. Because, see, he wants to keep a low profile. And so he ignores her, and then the next day he comes in again and And he ignores her, and, and he goes on, and he's doing his very best. He comes back the third day, and... Slave to the most high God, these guys are that. They're proclaiming salvation. Stop! In the name of Jesus, I command you, unclean spirit, come out of her. So, plan A falls apart, doesn't it? <laughs> okay? Uh, plan A falls apart uh, because he was annoyed, and he healed the woman. Uh, and, and, and you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, this is a good thing to heal the woman. Uh, but it wasn't what he wanted because he had this plan in mind that he wasn't going to do that. Uh, and, uh, and so he healed her. And as a result, um, they were dragged in front of the, um, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, ju- the judiciary. And, and yeah, he ended up in prison. Uh, and when you take a look at that, Plan B was probably not planned. Now, is that true for you? When when you have a plan A in mind, and then something happens and it's disrupted, do you do something that you hadn't planned? Yeah. (laughs) That's human nature. That's what we do. And, 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 (laughs) And what we do then is we justify it and we say, well, that was my plan B. (laughs) That's not, that's, not, that's not how it works in, in our lives, okay? So uh, it's a reaction, not a response. Uh, and, and I'm sure that, that when, once the words came out of Paul's mouth, Paul thought, oh, what have I done? <laughs> and, uh, and then he's, uh, he's taking uh, to, to the judiciary because the, the people who owned this woman used her to make money. Uh, and... And so what, what happens is when Paul comes to the city, the, the, whether he wanted to or not, he disrupts the economic stability of that city. And that happens almost every single time that Paul goes into some place is that, is that the people who are in power get upset because the gospel is all about changing power dynamics, uh, changing the way that we do things change. I mean, we're not going to own people, you know? Uh, and uh, so they seized them, they dragged in the authorities, uh, and they said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar, advocating customs that are unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. Now, I'm a Mennonite today because of Martyr's Mirror. Uh, and Martyr's Mirror has these, these sections where, where, where people are arrested and put on trial for disrupting the status quo, uh, for threatening the economic stability of the state because the, the state got its tax rolls off the baptism rolls. And when the Anabaptists said, we're not going to baptize our children, uh, then that disrupted the tax rolls. And they also said, we're not going to fight. And that disrupted the mercenary tax that the Swiss government had because they, had, they made money off of mercenaries. Uh, and so you have passages just like this in Martyr's Mirror. Isn't that amazing? That the things that happened in, in you know, A.D. 40 uh, also happened in A.D. 1525, 
Do they happen today? Yeah. Okay. When the gospel is preached, it disrupts an economic system that objectifies, that marginalizes, that disempowers. And, 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 and maybe that's plan A. Uh, and, and, and what we need to do is to realize that when we make decisions uh, and, and we, we may end up being persecuted, although I've never had that happen to me, uh, uh, it, it's because we followed plan B, which may have been plan A all along. Because the, the verse that I learned, memorized when I was a kid, uh, was Romans eight twenty eight, saying that, and we know, that all things work together for good for those who love God uh, and are called according to God's purpose. Now, that's what I learned growing up. But that's not what the scripture says. Because when you read the NIV, it says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And that completely transformed that passage because what it says is that when we do plan B, uh, and, and we're thinking, oh man, did I just mess up? God is at work because we love God. God is at work saying, all right, you messed up. <laughs> now let's, let's, let's figure this thing out together because see, I love you. And, and see, God's gonna love us whether we come in first place or second place. Uh, whether it's plan A or it's plan B, okay? As long as, as the work that we do uh, is done in a way that, that as much as possible honors God. So the principles are memorized, Romans 12, okay? Uh, it's just a brilliant book, a brilliant chapter, rather, that, that really puts out great principles on how we should live our lives, both individually and corporately. Yeah. It's just a fantastic, fantastic chapter. Be faithful. Practice fidelity to the concepts. Now, in behavior theory, we used to use the word consistency. And we'd say, be consistent in your interactions with people as you're doing behavior therapy, because that's, that's how we do behavior change. And then people realized consistency is impossible. You can't get 100% consistency. So instead, now theorists are using the word fidelity. Be faithful to the plan. Be faithful to the practices. Be faithful to the principles. Do your very best to do that. And plan B, even a reactive plan B, if it's done in an effort to love God and maintain God's purposes for your life and for the lives of others, God will be at work in that situation. Uh, I think God will be at work in any situation. But as, as we go about our lives and do our work and our plan A and sometimes our plans B, uh, follow these principles. Follow those principles. Romans 12. Uh, and uh, I, that, that might be something I want to do some more talking about, Sean, so, and, and worship commission. So put that in your bonnet uh, for, for the future because it's, 
It's just fantastic. Amen.